Hi, buddy. Okay, but keep in mind it was 2012, right? <laughs> yeah. So like this is different is there, is, because it's 2012. It. I'm hoping for a pill feature. Uh wow. Okay, Dan. Wow. I'm sorry Did you're I not gonna it? get it. Oh, hey shit. guys, welcome to the What If Podcast. We're talking about Waka Flocka Flame for one quick second. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> the, All right, go ahead. the features on this record were Meek Mill, Drake. Awesome. Dude, Meek Mill and Waka should not be allowed on the same song. It, There's not enough microphone for both of them to scream on one song. No, and I don't have enough like decibel tolerance in my ears for that to be <laughs> a thing either. You said Meek, and then you said Drake? Meek, and then Drake, because Round of Applause was on this record. Oh, sure, sure. So Meek, Drake, Trey Songs, Mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj, Mm -hmm. Tyga, B.O.B., Bun B, Ludacris. Okay. Remember in, like, 2012 when everyone had a Bun B feature for some reason, and then he, like... Just cashed out and stopped rapping. I think I kind of think. Have there, you heard like, that there have been vacillating years of Bun B having like twenty to thirty features, and that's like his favorite thing to do. <laughs> All right, sorry, Bun B. Who else? Uh, Bun B, Ludacris, mm. uh, Plies. Mm. Okay. Uh, Slim Thug, of course. Travis Porter. What? Oh, okay, real quick. Future of the <laughs> of the albums that Bun B has featured on. If you did like a uh, what are the two circle charts called with the a Venn diagram? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the two, you know the circle with the other circle, I was but with they're you. on top I'm of the circle. To I'm here to help. Uh, you had my dumbass hand motions to help though. <laughs> so the Venn diagram of albums that Bun B has featured on. And albums that Slim Thugga has featured on. Is that like a complete overlap? Can you have one without the other on your album? They just can't be on the same song. No, they've probably been on the same song a hundred times. Um, I mean, it. They like every Southern rapper that is anything good has put out a song with both of them. I think signifying that they've got like the Southern rap royalty cosign. All right, uh, what what were the other ones? There were more. Future, like. Trouble, and then somebody trouble? named Slim Duncan and somebody named Woo the Kid, and I don't know who those people are. But before I got really? to Slim Duncan and Woo the Kid, I just named like 15 of the most famous rappers of the last 20 years that were all on Waka's record in the same year. <laughs> like, Woo the Kid is uh, Flocka's brother. Oh, no way. He's on a bunch of his shit. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked we didn't get a uh, OJ the Juice Man feature on that album. Unfortunately, we did not. Unfortunately, we did also not. When, is that when he was beefing with Gucci? I'm also surprised there was no Gucci on that record. Probably. It would have been too late for them to not be mm. beefing. Man, 2012, good year. This is not- Ryan, a- I've got some- I've got some audio of the uh, Meek Mill Waka Flocka song. Please do. No, I can't stop yelling because that's how I talk. <laughs> that's the whole song. When you put it like that, like that, like that, <laughs> you right. Oh, buddy. Anyway. How are you doing? This isn't a rap podcast, except sometimes it is. Hi, guys. It's the What If Podcast. I'm Ryan, not Spencer. I'm doing all right, man. 
Nice. I had a pretty bad headache last night and less nice. Didn't really go to sleep until like one. And then I woke up at four cause my head still hurt. You know, it's, it's not been a great 24 hours. I'll tell you that much. I hurt my back brushing my teeth yesterday. That was pretty cool. That's <laughs> Oh boy. We are not that get, old, bro. Like we're, get well. we're getting mm-hmm. old, but we are not that I'm old. Not- Catch up, bud. I got a year on you. <laughs> this time next year, you're going to be throwing your back out, brushing your teeth in the morning. Bro, how dirty were your teeth, my guy? Were you just like really getting after <laughs> just... it? <laughs> and to put my whole ass into that teeth brushing. You were doing like a hula hoop motion while you were doing the hand <laughs> just... motion just to really so get I... it going back and forth. I just have my toothbrush mounted on the wall in my bathroom. Oh wow! And I stand in front of it and just do just twist from side sure. to side. Gives yourself a real good obliques with workout. My, with going my mouth on. open. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, totally. Is that not how you do it? <laughs> I haven't brushed my back teeth in years. <laughs> He's like, did my did my mom and dad teach me real wrong when I was a kid? This is how we always did it in my house. Front teeth real shiny. Back teeth non-existent. Non-existent. <laughs> I, have, I only got like 10 left, but they look great. I have borderline ripped them out of my head with my method <laughs> of cleansing. Mm. The, de- the dentist literally yells at me every time I see him. <laughs> what's uh, aside from the, the things that are bringing you, bringing you pain and suffering lately, what's bringing you joy? Um, I'm going camping this weekend. Nice. Where to? Uh, well, maybe what's that? <laughs> Let's not do that. Actually. Tell me later where you're going camping. <laughs> I I'm, I'm going to the state of Wisconsin. I can tell you that. Oof. I'm leaving, I'm leaving our fair state and I'm going into the state of Wisconsin. Did you know that there's no COVID in the whole state of Wisconsin? <laughs> Did you know that you're lying? And also we don't talk about that on this show. This is a place for joy. Sorry. I went there once and that's how everybody acted. And I haven't been back since. I mean, look, I do my best to look, if I'm in the wilderness, I'm not, I don't have to actually think that I'm in Wisconsin. I can pretend it's true. It's true that I'm essentially it's across the river. So, you know, like yeah, just barely over the river, I'll be able to see Minnesota from my campsite. <laughs> so I'll just face that direction and pretend I'm still there. Well, that'd be nice, man. A little change of scenery. I, I haven't been out of the the city or first ring suburbs proper since quarantine started. Yeah, that was a while ago. Realized uh, for me personally, that was the second week of March because because we had to pre-quarantine for a possible exposure issue. So if you do the math, I haven't been nowhere for a long time, couple, couple three, four months there, bud. Couple, couple four, four, five, three, three, two, three, four, five months there. <laughs> that was fucked. It's, that was a bit fucked. It's still a bit fucked, but uh, but yeah. So it'll feel nice to get the fuck out of Dodge, get in some water, move my uh, move my body around, turn off the computer, turn off the digital devices. Yeah, dog. And uh, and also go camping for the first time. So uh, if anybody mm-hmm. wants to give me your best camping advice, it's at Ryan Copperwood on Twitter. Get, hit me with your best shot. I'm trying to know what I'm supposed to do and not do because I've never <laughs> done it. So I don't know how to do it or not do it what? correctly. Are you doing tent camping like at a campground? Is uh, that what we're talking about here? Yeah. Like, I mean, car camping, but like tent camping. 
Like you're driving to a campground? Driving to a campground, parking my car, and walking from my car to my campsite. Sure. Not like hiking up a trail into like a remote campsite type thing. Right, right. Well, they don't have any elevation changes in in Wisconsin, so you're not hiking up anything. If you go far enough south, you get like some of the bluffs down there. Maybe there's some stuff there. (laughs) My Wisconsin shit talking just doesn't even make sense anymore. Like all, you know... Minnesota, known for those Flat those mountains. Motherfuckers, <laughs> your topography sucks. <laughs> we just find every reason to talk shit about Wisconsin. We possibly well, can. Yeah, obviously. Your topography blows. Get a mountain, you dipshits. <laughs> I can see for fucking miles here. Fix it, you dickheads. <laughs> can see all the way back to minnesota <laughs> well good luck but you bringing the pup or no nah? nah dude pup's too wild man if she got if she like sneaked out of her harness or whatever she'd be feral in like 45 minutes nice she'd be back to she'd find a fucking whole <laughs> fucking slew of wolves and be like oh this is what i was meant to do this whole time sure sure so yeah also what She's a little bit of a scaredy cat, and I'm a little nervous about what her uh, what her whole vibe would be with, like, whoa, lot going on here I've never experienced before. You want me to sleep in a tent? What? I sleep in an air-conditioned room with, like, a big cozy bed. What are you talking about? Yeah. Who's going to protect you from bears now, though? Mm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just going to... I'm going <laughs> to... Just bring a bear bell, bud. I'm going to scream in my dreams. <laughs> Just constantly? No, not constantly, but just every hour straight. Every like seven to eight minutes, just. Ah! (laughs) No, I can't stop yelling because that's how I sleep. (laughs) That's just how I sleep. (laughs) That timing was impeccable. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You should do this professionally or something. Oh, boy. Gonna start telling jokes. Woo wee! Um, but yeah, well, man, that sounds lovely. What's that? Eh. What'd you say? What's the last thing you said? You're you're doing the thing where you're too loud for Zoom again, and it, it starts cutting out. Oh, hey. so I've been hearing like forty percent of what you've said so far in this podcast because it's mostly been yelling. Hey, man, what you what you just <laughs> what's the thing you said most recently, my my bro? Oh, I said that sounds like a lovely time. Hey, th- hey, thank you, my bro. <laughs> this is actually way more pleasant for me. Hey, I'm gonna give you that. Um, I'm gonna give you that. Uh, that like, hey, this is this is a this is a podcast to help you go to sleep. Brought to you by Ryan oh, sure. Spencer. Brought to you by NPR. We're not we're not gonna tell you a scary story. We're gonna tell you a nice story. So we've actually got stories from our listeners today. Oh, hold we up. Huh. You didn't give me your joy, bud. Oh. Uh, hey, hey, my bro. I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a quick dose of joy from you before we go ahead and get started with our stories today. He's <laughs> doing like Canadian NPR. <laughs> it's like Canadian, but it's also like a little bit like the ladies' man, like just kind of verging into the, it's like the ladies' man, Canadian and Canadian Got a NPR job with had Canadian a baby. public radio. Uh um I Rebuilt my dang piano this weekend, and it mostly works. Oh, dip. 
Yeah. You're it uh which you, the the one that the one that you can see over. Yeah, here. I was gonna say you're talking about the roads, guy. right? My roads, yeah. Um it's forty five <laughs> years old and, and parts of it had never really been touched. And it was starting to not work so good. Did you like so legit I, I, just start taking it apart and go like I hope this goes well? Well, I mean I bought all the parts and then I started doing that. I sort of had a plan. Yeah, but like there are people who are professionals just at making changes to roads, right? Well, yeah, but most of them don't live in Minnesota, and this fucker's big. Oh, I, I remember. I carried it in yeah. your house, my bro. <laughs> yeah, you may remember from such days as carrying this thing into my house. <laughs> All fucking uh, 380 pounds of it. <laughs> and it fucking sucks. And I hurt my back brushing my teeth, so I wasn't about to move that thing. <laughs> But uh, I got all the all the parts, you know, I replaced all the dampers and the hammers and tuned her up and got the action situated. That's fucking and usually sick. like uh, usually I'm terrible at those sorts of things. Not a real like handy projects kind of guy. It's just pa- struggle with Ikea furniture kind of guy. It, it's more my speed. It's just patience, bro. That's the thing. It's mostly patience. But I did it, and it it works what? for the most part. There are a couple things that I like actually need to fix, but they were broken before. So I fixed like eighty four or whatever eighty four over eighty eight percent of it is. Hey, look, if you adhere to the principles of first do no harm, you've done well. Exactly. So yeah, that was that was tight. Now it sounds nice. It's much more playable. Can you play me a song? Much more pleasant. Well, it's not plugged into anything, so you wouldn't really hear much. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. That was the song. That's my joy. I, I played the song with your piano using my voice. My, my piano sounds like a trumpet. We have emails and voicemails from our listeners that we have not answered, some of them in many months. Yes. Some of them possibly in uh, more than that. Look, we threatened to do a, a voicemail episode recently, and look, life's been a little crazy for us, okay? And so, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just telling you what's happening. Just explaining. Because remember, we love you, and we don't owe you shit. <laughs> All right, first, uh, we've got an email from Rory about drones, and it's kind of a long one, but it's worth it. What up, Rory? He says, hi, guys, my name is Rory, and I heard your most recent episode about the drone stuff. And, well, it sounds like something weird that I saw back in either 2002 or 2003. Okay. And I wanted to share my story with you guys. This happened either summer of 02 or 03, sometime around midnight. I was going to a university in Iowa at the time, and some friends and I were returning from seeing a movie uh, in a larger town about 30 minutes north. We're driving on U.S. Highway 71, And the whole thing started when I glimpsed a bright white light very high up in the sky, high enough up that I had to lean closer to the steering wheel on my old Buick to see it. Okay. My first reaction was that I was seeing a meteor entering the atmosphere, but just as I was going to get a good look, the trees of a farmstead right by the road obscured it, but I could still see through the trees that it was there. Once we cleared the farm, the road started sloping down, making it even harder to see, so I pulled over to get a better look. Uh, this was right at the intersection where we'd always turn off the main highway. So it's not hard to pinpoint exactly where I was, even after all these years. Once I stopped and basically pressed my chest into the steering wheel, I got a clear look at what was happening. The main bright white light was still there, 
but then I started to see a half dozen or more smaller lights of varying intensity near the brightest, brightest light. They formed a pattern that looked like an uppercase T rotated 90 degrees counterclockwise with the brightest light at the point where the two lines intersect. So we've got like a cross sort of on its side. That was a point where I was certain that I was not seeing a meteor. We watched in absolute silence as the smaller lights would occasionally move toward or away from the main light, but would always maintain a perfect line, either horizontally or perpendicular, with the brightest light never moving. Some of the smaller lights were red and some were white. I don't recall seeing other colors, but my memory on the colors is not as distinct. Occasionally, the smaller lights would appear to merge together, though that could just as easily be one of them moving behind or in front of a brighter light. Sometimes they would emerge from the brighter one, sometimes they didn't. We watched this for a few minutes until one by one the smaller lights appeared to merge with the main light. When the last smaller light merged with the main light, the main light immediately went out. I want to state that whatever it was, it was maintaining a formation that could not have been natural. The movements were all along one or two lines. The main light never moved at all, and it didn't change in intensity up until the moment it disappeared. To this day, it's the only time I've ever seen anything weird in the sky, and I've spent a ton of time in my car staring out windows at the night sky. I know it's probably not the most interesting UFO story, but I figured you both might enjoy hearing about a Midwestern UFO story, even if it's from a while ago. Take care, Rory. Rory! Yes, son, UFO, bud! It does sound a bit like the drone stuff we were describing in terms of there being multiple lights, um... Hovering or moving in kind of like grid patterns. Uh, Also, the part about maybe there being one bigger drone that other ones are, excuse me, either coming out of or meeting up with. Oh, you mean a mothership? That. (laughs) Um, But this is 17 or 18 years ago. Yeah. Like... You know what? Commercial it, drones were not a thing in 2002 or 2003. No, right? not even a little bit. No, not at all. I mean, I was in high school. We didn't yeah. have drones in high school. That wasn't even, I mean, like you could have used the word drone, and I don't think people would have known what you were talking about. Right. I think the, like I'm sure the military had them earlier, but you couldn't go out and buy one in 02 or 03. No, I think the first, the first time I heard the word drone was when they started using predator drones in the middle east or you know in our neighborhood well that too but you know the first time at least yeah you know what it kind of reminds me of a little bit i don't know if i feel like maybe we talked about this on the show at some point way in the past but i don't remember anything we talk about on the show anymore do you remember that documentary um Oh, fuck. What was it called? It's like the man who stares at the sky or the curse of the man who stares at the The sky. Oh, the man who sees UFOs. The curse of the... I think it's curse. Was it the curse? I thought it was just the man who sees UFOs or something like that. Curse of the man who sees UFOs. You're right. That's the one. Or we were both half right. So that sort of some of the... Some of the stuff that uh, Rory is talking about kind of reminds me of some of the video footage from that documentary, just with like the geometric piece of it, which I find kind of interesting because yeah. the, because some of the stuff from the curse of the man who stares at UFOs are sp- like uh, 
series is or like a series of lights where some are moving adjacent to that light relative to each other or relative, relative to each to other but them. like relative along some set of geometric principles whether it's like a rotating yeah. circle or like opposite ends of a rectangle that are rotating around something and then like coming back so it, it sounds kind of similar to that um and I'm very fascinated by same, that conceptually. Would have been about the same time period that that dude was seeing stuff too, right? Wasn't some of the footage in that documentary from like early 2000s? Yeah. D- did Rory disclose a location that we're okay to talk about or no? He said Iowa. He said more specifically, but I don't know if yeah, he okay, wanted that's, us to share that part. We, we so I'm can, not going we to. We can just say the state. Um, yeah. Yeah, because the, the documentary was... That dude was in California. California. Wasn't he? Wasn't he like a filmmaker guy that moved out to LA? Um, I was just gonna look up when the footage was taken. Cause the Iowa, I mean, you're not too far from where some of the uh drone stuff more recently was reported. Like, you know, if we're talking Nebraska and Kansas. Like it was mostly, I think, the western side of Nebraska, but like right. they share Nebraska and Iowa share a border, and then Iowa and Illinois share a border, and then we were talking about stuff in northeastern Illinois too. Right. So, I mean, obviously, time period is way off, but maybe uh, if we are talking drone activity or like military activity, maybe location has something to do with it. Uh, while you're looking that up. We got another email uh, with a possible explanation for the more recent drones. From, oh, let's uh, go. Earlier this year slash late last year. This is from D and Eddie. And they said, hey, guys, I have an explanation for the unknown drones in Colorado. You should check out the DARPA Gremlins project. What? It was being tested. It was being tested in the area. These are not drones with propellers, but are a swarm style drone. They're meant to be deployed in large groups to be recovered by a C-130, which is a type of aircraft. That they fly over Uh, our houses in our neighborhood all the time. Yeah, they're like the big fucking cargo planes, I think. Um, And then he said, check out the DARPA website, darpa.mil slash program slash gremlins. Anyway, it's a possibility, although it doesn't answer all the observations at the time. Love the podcast. You keep us smiling in these tough times. So if you click on the link that he sent us to Who is that from? the DARPA website, uh, Eddie, although then it's signed D and Eddie. So Got it. Thanks, D and um, Eddie. Um, damn, this looks crazy. Did you? Yeah. So the, the Gremlins page on the DARPA website, um, it's just two paragraphs. I'll read it quickly. Uh, U.S. military operations have relied on increasing... For decades, U.S. military operations have relied on increasingly capable multifunction manned aircraft to exude, to execute critical combat and non-combat missions. Adversaries' abilities to detect and engage those aircraft f- from longer ranges have improved over time as well, however, driving up the cost for vehicle design operation and replacement. An ability to... S- to send large numbers of small unmanned air systems with coordinated distributed capabilities could provide U.S. forces with improved operational flexibility at a much lower cost. Blah, 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 blah. Um, 
DARPA has launched the Gremlins program, named for the imaginary mischievous imps that became the good luck charms of many British pilots during World War II. The program envisions launching groups of UASs from existing large aircraft, such as bombers or transport aircraft, uh, while those planes are out of range of adversary defenses. When the Gremlins complete their mission, a C-130 transport aircraft would retrieve them in the air and carry them home, where ground crews would prepare them for the next use within 24 hours. So it's like one plane goes by and drops these little things and dips out, and then another plane comes behind it and swoops them all back up again once they've done their surveying or bombing or whatever they do. Yeah. So that's fucking crazy that that's I mean, of course, that's a thing, but also that's fucking crazy. I mean, it would explain some of what were of what was reported in January. I don't know how big these things are, though. Um, There's an illustration. But it's not really clear what the scale is is no and it's just um, an artist concept photo or drawing so it's not even like right and then there weren't ever other aircraft reported in the area correct not that i saw which i feel like you would have for sure heard about if that were i mean the c-130s that are in our neighborhood they're Big and loud as shit. Big and loud as shit, dude. There's a, uh, I guess it's a guard base or is it an Air Force base? I don't know what it is. It's not an Air Force Which base. At Force it's an Air Force airport? Guard airport? I don't know. I don't know shit about shit. Anyway. Are you talking about Fort Snelling? Wait, what? What what place are you talking about? I'm talking about down by the airport. There is that's the place where the C-130s take off and land at all the time. And I think it's either a National Guard airport or an Air Force airport. It's not actually an Air Force base, I don't think. But I don't know anything about any of this stuff because I don't know anything about any of this stuff. <laughs> we see airplanes sometimes by our house. Is that the airplanes you mean? But they're fucking huge and they're fucking loud and like they're loud when they're low and they're loud when they're high. They just sound like big fucking groaning military planes. So I feel like if this was driving through these areas where people were seeing these and calling in to report them, they would have fucking realized it and been like, yo, also. Right. Unless they were testing them in a way that didn't involve being picked up by a huge airplane. Um but yeah, this For sure. I mean like this this could explain some and like the size does look I'm watching a, a video on DARPA TV on YouTube. Whoa. Um yeah, right. And this the scale of these things, the size of these things does look about right for what was being reported. Um I would think they would have to be making noise, which it was reported that they were not. And then they're both launched and recovered from traditional aircraft. So you would think it's some on one end of that. Somebody would have seen that or it's possible that they didn't, that they did and then didn't associate it with the drones also. Yeah. It's also possible like to your point that like they're maybe not testing these in 
full deploy and retrieval mode. Like maybe they are just right. sending a few up from the ground and having them land back on the ground again. And yes, they could be deployed out of an airplane and picked up by an airplane, but that's not what they were testing. I guess that's possible too. But this the goes- DARPA angle would explain some things too with the, you know, the air force saying, Nope, not us. You mean, cause technically it's DARPA. Yeah. I just can't imagine DARPA gets to test airplanes that the Air Force doesn't know about, but. Mm. Seems plausible to me. I don't know. Yeah. I think lots of government and military groups be testing things that lots of other government and military groups don't be knowing about. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was a, I mean. It was a thing I was not aware of uh, and an angle that explains some of the stuff that was being reported. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I guess like. You want to elaborate on that? I, I Here's what I, I, here are the two main things I struggle with. These things would ostensibly be loud as shit. Uh, I don't know, but probably most, I think most drones are. Yes. And I, and I, I'm just saying like, from what we understand current technology to be capable of a silent drone of the size that we're talking about is not something that we're aware exists. Right. This stuff is always hard too, though, when you're, you're basing everything on just eyewitness reports. Like, sure. Was somebody at a distance where they wouldn't have really heard it? Or were there other sounds? Or, True. you know, like, I, did every single person say it didn't make a sound? True. And I guess the other piece for me is I just, I think I slightly depart from you on the whole, um, like, that that no one would know, or that, or that a, an org like DARPA would test something like this and that the air force and the FAA would have no idea it was happening. I just have like a, I have a, a strong feeling that that is highly improbable. Like the thing that I said at the end of that episode is just like, if DARPA inadvertently flies a mesh of drones into a flight flight path of a Cessna training flight and fucking, three airplanes blow up and like, like 45 people die. Like that's, that's a lot of people in there. These clown Cessnas. I don't know. 15 people per small plane. I don't fucking know how big those airplanes care, how much people <laughs> they carry, but you get the point I'm trying to make, which is that like you can't just be sending shit up into the sky at high heights for long periods of time and having them fly over many, many miles within potential flight paths and not like not cause a massive danger to the public. Well, we don't know if they were in flight paths though, right? Most of them were reported as being pretty low and not like near airports and stuff. I mean, that one video that we saw was not that low. Yeah, probably. I mean, hard to see, but like not, not like low, low. I just, I don't know. At the scale we're talking about, it seems implausible for me 
that that could have been done without anyone knowing about it safely. Well, and it's also not that every no one at the Air Force knew. Like, did you ask every single person who works for the Air Force? Well, of- or did you call up one person who is your contact there and they said, oh, I don't know. Not my, not me, not my project. I mean, of course not. But again, this goes back to what we were talking about in that episode where like, I feel like there has to be some sort of protocol here for when they are overlapping and like how they collectively address things that it's like, oh, oops, we were flying somewhere that we shouldn't have been. It seems, yeah, it seems unlikely enough. to me that they would just be like, no, <laughs> sorry. I'd be interested <laughs> to know uh, more about Eddie, if you're listening, uh, you said it was being tested in the area. I would love to know how you know that so that we could find out more about that. Yes, please. <laughs> if you want to uh, fill us in on, on that part of your email, that would be awesome. Hey, Eddie, you got All a right. real cool remote control somewhere in your garage, my, my bud? <laughs> All right, uh, let's keep moving. Podcasting advice from Tracy. Oh, great. What we, what we do? <laughs> no, no, no. Not for us. For for Tracy. Oh, I was us. 100% certain someone was going to be like, listen, dickheads. <laughs> Here's how to do this well, better. Uh, the email does start with, listen. <laughs> so I got, I got a little nervous, too. It says, listen, I've been a subscriber for quite a while, and I'm thinking of getting into podcasting. I'm a teacher uh, and I, and while I have complete solidarity with my, oh, at an independent school and while I have complete solidarity with my public school counterparts, there really are no podcasts that address the issues of independent school teachers. Hmm. Um, Spencer, I know that you have some edu- experience in education, so I'm sure you can relate to that end. What three pieces of advice would you give to someone or a group of people that want to start podcasting? I'm a tech teacher, so I can handle the tech slash recording aspects um, I often say to my students, learn from my mistakes. Are there any mistakes that you guys made from which I could learn? Cool. That's a cool question. To this Tracy? Yeah. Tracy in Seattle. Thanks for teaching, Tracy. Um, man, I think a couple things that we've, I don't think I can, I won't boil it to three, but I think a few things that you and I talked about have contributed to our, um, I don't know. I don't know if success is the right word, but whatever. <laughs> you know, this our thing. ability to continue making this show. Uh, um I would say give yourself some practice runs. You know, like like give yourself a few episodes to just kind of get a hang of it cuz it's I mean, Spencer and I are used to recording equipment and recording and being on I mean, whatever. Like we 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 are comfortable with the format, I guess. You're going to hate your voice the first time you hear it, or maybe like the first 10 times you hear it. Right. It's normal. It's it's actual science. Yes. Everyone's voice sounds better in their head. Don't worry about it. Yes. You'll get used to it. But Spencer and I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Spencer and I were comfortable with the concept and we still needed a handful of burner episodes to like get our heads around it. So give yourself some burner episodes, I would say. Um, and then I think... I guess another thing I would recommend is uh, picking a schedule and sitting and, and sticking to it. One thing that 
Spencer and I have talked about being kind of proud of is we've missed like in going on four years now, we've missed what, like a week or like a, a couple few weeks. Yeah. To clarify, you're saying a, a publishing schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Like, uh, but I guess like that means not necessarily a recording schedule, but like a publishing schedule so that people can rely on what you're doing. And, and maybe that's, we're going to do a season of 10 and drop 10 at a time, or maybe that's, we're going to do one a month or we're going to do two a week or whatever your pace is that you feel like is actually manageable. But I think one of the yeah. biggest things that podcasts fuck up on is like, while they're getting going, they have a lot of steam and they do three and they put out one a week for three weeks. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow, doing a podcast every week is kind of a lot. Let's take a couple of weeks off. And then we do one and then we wait two more weeks. And then all of a sudden no one really knows when to look out for your shit. And right. it gets kind of goofy. And so I, I would, I would recommend trying to the best of your ability to set again, whether it's seasons or whether it's just like a, a, a regular pacing that you want to choose. I'd recommend trying to choose that and then trying to stick to it because the only way that you get better at it is by putting more reps in, you know, like it, it gets yeah. more comfortable and easier over time by just doing more and more of these. So uh, putting I, yourself on a, on a schedule is a good way to get to more reps and sets for this. I think the, uh, the publishing cadence that you decide on to should be or will be influenced by the type of content that you're making. Like, obviously if you're doing a like current events, news, politics type of thing, uh, seasons probably don't really work. Right. Um, if you're doing a narrative podcast, you can't put one out every week forever. Right. Um, so with, you know, I'm, it sounds like this is going to be about, education and specifically for other teachers, it sounds like. Um, so just take that in consideration of like, as a teacher, how do you consume podcasts and specifically education based podcasts? Like, are you going to want to listen to multiple podcasts every week while you're also teaching right. or should you do a season and drop it strategically throughout the school year? Um, do you want to specifically address issues that teachers are facing this year related to COVID? Like there are a lot of considerations that will affect aside from your own, you know, ability to research, record, edit, publish. Um, think about like what would be best for the content and for your intended audience yeah. to consume this stuff too. Totally. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. And then I think the, um, the last piece I would say too is discovery mechanisms for podcasts today are garbage. Like the findability, the searchability, the overlap of actually discovering podcasts sucks. And we had to work pretty hard to find all of y'all to be fully honest. And, and, and we're glad that we did, but um, I think you need to kind of like, you can't assume that by just creating a podcast with like a good name and good content and good titles that you're just automatically going to get subscribers. So, and and like, it's always going to be more fun to do when you're doing it for people, you know? So like if, if you can figure out ways to do it, 
you know, through guerrilla marketing, whether it's like posting about it in subreddits or Facebook groups or getting on a mailing list or word of mouth or whatever, like think about how people are going to find the thing that you're making because native discovery mechanisms for podcasts across every provider right now are pretty trash and you're not going to get found um, organically very well, particularly as a new show. Uh, Two additions to that. One, think about what success would actually look like for you Yes, because it's different for everyone and every type of show. Like, and like you're obviously, uh, looking at like a, a fairly narrow niche. Um, so you're, you know, you're not going to be out here doing the daily and Joe Rogan numbers ever, you know? Right. So what, like, what do you want to accomplish with it? And then Taylor, Ryan, what you're talking about to that goal rather right. than just like, well, I want as many listeners as possible and right. I want to advertise for Blue Apron. Right. Um, and then second point, publishing regularly is one of the best things you can do to build an audience. Yes. Because people get in the routine of listening. You show up more places more often. People are more likely to tell others about it. Um, it's the, having good content and publishing it regularly are like the two biggest things you can do to build and grow and maintain an audience. It's the same reason bands can't make an album and put it out every three years anymore because by the time someone comes back to your show or your album or your music or whatever, they've got all kinds of new favorites because everybody's attention span, particularly when it comes to podcasts. I don't know if, if y'all are like me, but I've got like 75 podcasts in my feed that all update whatever. So if you sink four or five weeks below that, you're going to get well below my content that updates more regularly. And then I'm never going to like see you at the top of my new content feed and, and look for you. So yeah, Spencer's right. Keep, keep putting it out and people will keep seeing you in their feed and they'll keep listening to it. And if it's good, they'll keep telling other people about it and you'll keep growing. I hope that helps Tracy. Yeah. Good luck. Um, and when it's out in the world, please send us a link so we can check it out. Let's take a quick break to talk about better help. Ryan, if there's something that interferes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp can assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Yeah, and they offer uh, multiple communication channels beyond traditional uh, t- traditional uh, counseling and, and therapy. So you could text with your therapist, you can email with your therapist. Uh, you can do video chat with your therapist so you can do remote calls. You don't have to go sit in a, a waiting room or go meet with somebody face to face, which is definitely more comfortable for somebody like me in general, who just doesn't like going anywhere at any time. Yeah. Great. And BetterHelp, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors at any time if you want to. And it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and they offer financial aid. So, if you want to get started today with BetterHelp, you can go to betterhelp.com slash what if to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash what if. 2020, we're all going to therapy. 
back to your weird ass emails. Memphis Pyramid from Matt. Oh, dip. Guys, the Memphis Pyramid is absolutely the most god-awful, ugly-ass looking thing that you'll ever see in a downtown area. I love it more now. But the Bass Pro Shop inside is every bit as fun as Ryan imagines it is. Oh, yes. They also have a big freshwater aquarium and indoor pond with catfish just chilling under bridges and stuff. Bro, get out of here. The arcade laser shooting gallery is like one of those old carnival games where you shoot BB guns at different targets that move around and stuff, except the rifles have lasers instead of BBs. Dude, <laughs> fuck coronavirus. I would legit, like if, if, if we were not in a global pandemic right now, we would be having an on-air production meeting with our calendars up and I'd be like, Hell when yeah! are we doing this? Uh, and Matt closes by saying, anyways, hit me up when all this pandemic shit is over and we'll have a blast at the Bass Pro Pyramid, Matt. Um, dude, did he, yes. do you think they have an event space? Can we do a live show in Memphis at the fucking Bass Hell Pro Shop? Yeah, bro! God, if we could do a <laughs> dude, fucking live just... episode and be like, hey, all our Midwest homies, you might have to drive a little bit, but. No, here's what we're, we'll, we'll get a block hotel rate. Wow. And we'll get like. <laughs> We'll get like a whole floor, right? And then we'll just have the show in the hallway. Bro, that that La Quinta <laughs> Inn is going to hate us so much, and I'm totally into it. Just meet us on floor 16. Yeah. Hallway 730. We're talking about aliens. Uh, guys, you can't be here. Why? We're literally all here for this reason. <laughs> literally no one on this floor is here for any other reason than the fact that we're all hanging out talking about aliens. So They've got to at least alone. have like a conference room or something, right? They must. Um, maybe not a like a La Quinta, but maybe like if we No, 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 no. There's there's a hotel in the pyramid, remember? Mm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I get it now. Uh what Memphis Pyramid. I thought you meant a hotel nearby. No, 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 no. Just upstairs. Yes, buddy. Yes, uh, Memphis buddy. Pyramid Hotel. <clears throat> it's called like the Big Cypress Lodge. There it is. Ah. Outdoor-themed luxury hotel. So quaint. Meetings and, meetings and celebrations. That's us. Um, uh, it says meetings or weddings. I guess we're more a meeting than we are a wedding. Yeah, what if, uh, what if we have some listeners who want to get married and you and I can just fucking get ordained and do it? <laughs> and then we'll just hang out and do a live show. Okay, well, yes. If any of you would like us to officiate your wedding at the pyramid in memphis can somebody get married uh, at so least a year we can from use now. this space <laughs> at least a year from now because our country just can't put fucking masks on for a month jesus christ um okay meeting venues we have the ducks unlimited gallery 150 people 1400 square feet rustic decor soaring ceilings large windows uh oh Perfect. Located on the third floor of the pyramid, this space is equipped with a projector and AV access. That's all we need. Hell yeah! We also have the Waterfowl Gallery. 125 people, also 1,400 square feet, also has projector and AV access. Then, here's what we, here's what we really need. The Mississippi Terrace. Ooh. The ultimate entertainment patio. <clears throat> ultimate entertainment patio attached to the pyramid. This outdoor space features oversized furniture. Hell yeah. A full bar. Hell yeah. Two fire pits. Hell yeah. And 
plenty of space to lounge. Hell yeah! Do we also Can have a, a larger party? <laughs> uh, let's see. This says 150 people, 7,000 square feet. God damn. Um, it doesn't say, but it must. It also says it can be combined with the indoor spaces. So we could do like show inside, party outside, outside afterwards. Bro. And they got some options. They got the gator room, which is a little bit smaller. Okay, well, I can't not play the gator room. <laughs> like we're going to have to figure out ways to do this. The Gator Room only holds 50 people, so we'll see how many tickets we sell. Yeah. But all right. Dude, a live show at the fucking Bass Pro Pyramid. I would where we can all just fucking rumble and stumble our way upstairs at the end of the night. Bro, I would die happy, bro. That <laughs> sounds so fucking sick. Ooh, sales brochure. Download. Bet. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. They are ready for us. This doesn't have it doesn't have pricing, but We'll, uh, fucking this time next year, maybe we'll get this shit sorted. Buffets, dude, Mississippi Terrace. It says Mississippi Terrace. And then underneath it just has like a subheading buffets, screens, projectors, podiums, bars, plural dance floors. Yes. God, I want this so bad right now. And I can't tell if (laughs) it's because it is objectively as awesome as I think it is, or if it's because I've been so deprived of experiences for the last six months that I just don't even. I just, uh, I just texted you the sales brochure. Oh, give me, give me some. (laughs) Don't read it now though. Cause then we're not going to do anything else for us. Oh, I'm not necessarily opposed. (laughs) (laughs) Dream about our Um, future. Oh, it's on. Is that on the Mississippi? That's why it's the Mississippi Terrace, bro. It overlooks the old Mississippi. This is. We can take a boat to the show. Dope. Let's get a pontoon and we'll leave like two weeks before the show. And just pontoon fucking Huck Finn our way down to the show. Bro, this looks fucking awesome. <laughs> I told you not to open it. We're not going to get to any more emails now. Well, I would like to play some <laughs> pool in Uncle Buck's trophy room at some point. What? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, bro. Now you're just now our podcast is just us reading a PDF that people can't see. Hang on, this is the last thing I'll say. This is the last thing I'll say. This is the last thing I'll say. You done goofed because obviously what we would like to do the most is the 200 person capacity lookout, which is at the tippy top of the pyramid. Oh, well, see, that wasn't on the website. That's PDF exclusive. Take a ride in the nation's tallest freestanding glass elevator and experience the lookout at the pyramid. Mm. Enjoy food and specialty drinks while taking in spectacular views of Memphis from 300 feet in the air. The steampunk style decor is complemented by an aquarium in the middle of the restaurant with two glass viewing decks. It holds 200 people, bro. Ryan, uh, how many feet in the air is it? Um, 300 feet. Higher than the top of a Triadosaurus Rex. Show enough is. <laughs> Show enough is. All right, well, I only have... Damn, that boy big! I only have Sorry. one goal for 2021, and that's to do a live show mm-hmm. of the What If Podcast at the To get married lookout. at the Big Cypress Lodge. 
we're gonna marry somebody at the Big Cypress Lodge, and then we're going no, up no, to the no, lookout. No. You do and a I are show. getting married at the Big Cypress Lodge. Wait, what? You and I are getting married at the Big Cypress Lodge. Oh, you and I are getting married. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I think our wives are gonna have something Tennessee? to say about that, but yeah. All right, um, let's. I got a bunch of voicemails too. We dude, so many. Um, maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do voicemails on the old Patreon this week. Okay. Cause I got some good ass emails still. Ooh right, Um, we've got one from, I don't even know who this was from. The subject line was just Harry Potter AI. And then a link in the body of the, of the email. Okay. I'm in. And it's, it's to an imager album. And it's photos of a book. Oh, boy. Uh, the cover and then the first four pages. Should I be as nervous as I am? Yes. Oh, boy. Um, it says Harry Potter and the portrait of what looked like a large pile of ash. <laughs> what? Oh, and the, sorry. The caption for this album is, so they made an AI analyze the entire Harry Potter series and write a new chapter based on them. Mm. Okay. This sounds great. Chapter one, the handsome one. The castle grounds snarled with a wave of magically magnified wind. The sky outside was a great black ceiling, which was full of blood. (laughs) The only sounds drifting from Hagrid's hut were the disdainful shrieks of his own furniture. (laughs) Magic. It was something that Harry Potter thought was very good. Fantastic. Leathery sheets of rain lashed at Harry's ghost as he walked across the grounds towards the castle. Yeah, lots of ghosts. Ron Ron was standing there and doing a sort of frenzied tap dance. (laughs) He saw Harry and immediately began to eat Hermione's family. Oh, geez. Ron's, this is my favorite sentence I think I've ever read. Ron's Ron shirt was just as bad as Ron himself. Ron shirt. Ron shirt. Ron Weasley is one of the worst characters in the history of characters. Got him. And Ron's Ron shirt was just as bad as Ron himself is an all time great sentence. Ron's. What would a Ron shirt be? If your name was Ron, what's your Ron shirt? (laughs) It's whatever shirt he's wearing. Is Ron shirt. any day, or is it like you're like a you're like a cartoon character, and it's like the shirt you wear every day as a cartoon mm. character, the Ron shirt? Did you did you know? Speaking of that, on the Trailer Park Boys website, you can buy the uh, like black and white shirt that Ricky always wears, the one that's like a bowling shirt, kind of. Yeah, fantastic. Yep, I should do that. Uh, I, I actually, uh, without too much effort, could pull off a pretty good Ricky for Halloween. You should probably make that happen this year. That sounds like kind of the move. Well, next year. Or just do it in your house and take a picture of it, I guess. Stand in my yard and be like, (laughs) hey, come look at me. I'm Ricky. Just throw candy. Just bike around the neighborhood throwing candy at houses. Who's a bottle kid now? Just like. (laughs) If you two can't clump happily, I'm going to get aggressive, confessed the reasonable Hermione. (laughs) What about Ron magic offered Ron <laughs> to Harry to Harry. Ron was a loud, slow and soft bird. <laughs> Harry did not like to think about birds. <laughs> okay. 
Death Eaters are on top of the castle, Ron bleated, quivering. Ron was going to be spiders. Oh, <laughs> He <Jesus>. just was. <laughs> I take it back. I have a new favorite sentence. Ron was going to be spiders. He just was. He just was. No chance. He wasn't proud of that, but it was going to be hard to not have spiders all over his body after this is all said and done. <laughs> this isn't... There are several more pages, but this is fucking brilliant. This is an ab, just an absolutely insane compilation of words. I'm going to skip to the last sentence. It says, I'm Harry Potter, Harry began yelling. The dark arts better be worried. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Okay. Um, fuck it. Let's play a couple voicemails. We're, it's our show. We do what we want. Mateen, I do what I want. Yeah, we got time for I one down- or two. I download these, so I no longer have any context. It just says voicemail one five eight five three zero five two zero seven eight dot mp three. So here we go. Perfect. You ready? Game on. Hey guys, it's Matt. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, two handed waves and secret handshakes, uh, a little while ago, my son decided that we needed to have a secret handshake just in case one of us got replaced by an alien or a robot. Fucking that was awesome. Literally, his reasoning. Uh, I think we've been listening to one of your episodes <laughs> right up to that. I love it. Uh, so what we settled on was uh, one of us would say, stop, spaghetti time. And then we face each other and do one of those like inflatable tube man wiggly on dances and go noodle, 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 noodle. Yes. And uh, it cracks me up every time. And that's how we know for sure that we're both who we say we are and not aliens or robots. Anyways, y'all have a good day. All right. See, you all didn't happen to do a bunch of drugs, did you? So that story is my new joy for the week because that brings me way more joy than literally anything else has. That's you have the coolest kid ever, and that is fucking amazing. The wacky inflatable arm guy dance is such a strong move. Stop. Spaghetti time. Noodle, 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 noodle. I love it. I can see it in my head, and it makes me smile, and I appreciate it very much. While doing the noodle arms. That's just perfect. Too good. Uh, all right. Let's see what this one is about. This is 20200712.mp3. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Spencer. It's Garrett from Jersey again. I haven't called you guys in a hot minute. But uh, I don't know. I have something I think you guys might find pretty funny. I was I was driving the other day, and uh, in Jersey, we have a shit ton of potholes. I'm sure you guys are aware in Minnesota because... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all the salt on the road and shit. We, we are about that time. life. But anyway, I hit a massive pothole. Uh, didn't blow out my tire, thank God, but uh, my rearview mirror hit, fell and hit me square in the head. <laughs> and now I don't got a rearview mirror. Well, I'm fucked. I can't get it attached, and I don't know how to fucking attach it. <laughs> all right. I don't know. I thought you guys might, not, thought you guys might find that funny. All right, have a good day, guys. Bye. I, I fucking love That's you guys a, so much. I fucking like <laughs> like this. Okay, so we set the, we set the phone line up probably like a year into doing this show, and I remember just straight up thinking, I hope people just call and tell us random shit. Like I like I don't need people. I don't need compliments. I just hope and like this. Garrett has gone ahead and done exactly what i hoped the voicemail line would be used 612-246-4614 i did get a kick out of that i'm sorry that happened but also it made me laugh 
And Shit went bad real quick. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just like a perfect use of calling our voicemail line to tell us a story about your life. I love it. So I'm trying to envision, like, logistically how this would have happened. Because your rearview mirror is not over your head while you're driving, obviously. Well, I mean... So was the pothole so violent that you, like, got thrown to the side? I mean, it must have been pretty rowdy if it knocked your rearview mirror off, I guess. I think two things. One, it depends on the type of vehicle you drive, where your, like, rearview mirror is probably situated. Like, smaller cars... But if it's above your head, it, it... you. It's not functional. You got to be able to see it. I mean, not above, but it's probably, mine is probably like right at my forehead level, probably. But it's in front of you is what I'm saying. Yeah. But depending on how fast you're going, if that thing dodges loose and does like a, like a flip in the air, that's going to, (laughs) that's going to come dome you pretty quick. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) I think, I think that's uh that's, that's an accident waiting to happen. I guess. Yeah. I wasn't envisioning this happening. Like, at a high rate of speed, but if it was violent enough to knock your rear view mirror off, it probably was happening. You know, you're going 35, like 45 miles plus. an hour and like uh, 85, 85. This dude's in Jersey. You think he's driving 35 anywhere? I hope Did not. Did you hear that man? He doesn't drive 35. Not. It's not in his blood. He doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know how to. Plus maybe you're leaning on the center console. You know, you got, you got the one, one arm on the wheel. You're a little more kind of laid back in things. Right, right. While doing eighty-five down the highway, while doing eighty-five and hitting a like two-foot. I mean, that sounds that sounds pretty Jersey, honestly. So does so does. Hey, no shade, Garrett, but so does like hitting a pothole so hard that you you blow your mirror off and hit yourself (laughs) in the face with it. Like that sounds pretty Jersey to me. I've only been there once in my life, but like that's that tracks. (laughs) I'm glad you are all right enough to laugh about it and give us a call about it. We appreciate it, Garrett. I mean, it's just also, it's just glue, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be. I mean, it's not like it's screwed into the fucking windshield. Well, yeah. I mean, yes, it's gotta it just is be an adhesive, adhesive of, of some, some sort. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's get a fucking glue stick. Well, put it back up there. Get a glue stick. I don't know about all of that. That's That sounds like a real recipe for hitting another pothole and having your mirror bash you in the face again. Well, that works for us. We'll get another great voicemail. <laughs> All right, All right here's, uh, here's one more. Hello, boys. Sean Connery here. So I, I was a little turned off at the end of your last show where you just started, you know, talking shit about unicorns. You know, I think it's an error. Okay. 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 We got we to gotta vote right now. This, this voicemail is two minutes and 35 seconds long. I'm listening to every second of it. Okay. I <laughs> When did we talk shit about unicorns? What's that? When did we talk shit about unicorns? Um I kind of have a vague memory of this, but I couldn't possibly put context around it for you. All right. Well, let's just listen to what Sean has also, to say. I just want to make sure that we're both on board for the next 2 plus I'm minutes. I'm 100% on board. This is a pretty good Sean Connery and that makes me very <laughs> very about it. We'll have to see if it uh, if it deteriorates over time. Oh, fuck. I keep forgetting I had buttons. I had this one all lined up for the last voicemail, so I'm going to hit anyway. It's raining motherfuckers. All right, here we go. <laughs> Hello, boys. Sean Connery here. So I, I was a little turned off at the end of your last show where you just started, 
You know, talking shit about unicorns. You know, I think it's an area that's well outside of your your jurisdiction. <laughs> you know, to just go out there and to say that unicorns don't exist, never have existed, is 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 just complete and utter horseshit. <laughs> you know what? Mind my language. It's horseshit. My mistake. The thing is. <clears throat> And this is where a lot of people don't do their research. You know, I, for one, Sean Connery, <laughs> am an expert on unicorns. And not only that, on the Squatch. And what's the problem squatch. Is, is there's not enough education on why the two go together. So now, uh, pull up a chair, get, you know, get a little close, let me go and tell you something. Bro, this fucking the rules. unicorns have an ability where they're able to go and open up portals with their horns. Now, when the interdimensional Squatch found this out, they realized they no longer had to deplete their own resources to make it to our realm. So what they did was they brought all of the unicorns that were on our dimension over to theirs, the Squatch mansion. Bro, It's almost like the fourth dimension. Hang on. But it's... I like this show. This show is doing a lot of different things. <laughs> okay. I don't know who this cat is, but I'm going to need a callback just in general. Because I, A, I need more of this. And B, we need to fucking play our voicemails more often because this is fucking incredible that this is happening and we're not hearing it. So I'm sorry. Carry on. Squatchy. And what they do is they'll ride the unicorns. So the Squatch will ride the unicorns through the portal, <laughs> enter over here, which is why every now and then, if you look up at the stars and you see a little <laughs> bit of a, you know, a sparkle or a twinkle, that's the unicorn's horn piercing through the sky, <laughs> allowing them to come to our home. So don't be so quick to judge, gentlemen. It's not so much what you know in the world, but what you don't know that makes it ever more riveting. <laughs> Once again, this is Sean Connery. Have a good day, boys. You do good over there. What the fuck, my guy? <laughs> that fucking slaps. <laughs> that beats ass. I and I would like more Sean Connery calls on a regular basis, please. Dude, I would have bet my whole house that that accent was not going to hold up for two and a half minutes. And it for sure did. <laughs> God fucking bless. Dude, we are I would have put the here. over under in about 45 seconds. I am not not ending on that fucking epic voicemail. We out of here! You got, Love you guys. You got anything else? No, we don't even need to do the usual spiel. People know where to find us and send us emails and shit. We love y'all. Go join the Patreon. We got more shit there. Appreciate y'all. Wait, no, wait, we gotta do one thing. 612-246-4614 you want to leave us a voicemail and hi at whatitpodcast.com for emails. We're fucking doing more of these episodes because this is fun as shit and you guys fucking rule. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Mother trucker, dude.